Welcome back to Shots of Purpose. What up? Yo. Yes. Today, we're back. Um, I'm joined here by my lovely friends, uh, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while, but it's good to be back. Hi there. Hey, hello. And Brian. Wow, it's been forever, and I love it. This chair feels great. Does it? Mine doesn't, oh but it's goodness. good. Um, yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, and I'm also here, right? My name is Yost. And, um, yeah, like I said, we're back. We're back from, uh, quite the, uh, how do they say it in English? The hiatus. 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 Wow. That's coincidental that you thought of that word. We could have said anything else. Um, who is yeah. going to explain, explain me what hiatus is? Well, we were gone for a long period. What is a hiatus? Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Easy so we, um, let's get back on track. Awesome. Boom. So. Today, um, we're going to talk about quite the, the difficult topic, I think, and it's also quite a debatable topic. Um, it is one that is called Design for Industry 4.0. Boom. Or Design 4.0, as some people have coined it, the phrase, right? Um, so so who wants to... Um, Brian, what is what is design? Is it So are we talking about Design 4.0 or Design for Industry 4.0? That's a great question. It's really... The the reason why I think it's not, or we should be careful in calling things, calling it design 4.0 is it sort of suggests to me, because that it's, that there's one way to design for the new world that we're coming up across or that's, that's emerging around us. Yeah. And it's not one way, you know? So, yeah. Oh, so basically you're referring to like design 4.0 would be the new method for the new industry. Right? That's what it feels like when I hear design 4.0. It's like design 4.0 is a thing. So then if there's a thing, then there's stuff that's not the thing. And then I wonder what that would be, even though, I don't know. So basically what we're trying to talk about is the fourth industrial revolution happened, is happening, and the world is changing around us. There are a lot of different things that are that are going on. Um Biotech is converging with medicine and health tech, which is converging with artificial intelligence, which is converging with 5G, which is converging with all kinds of other different things, yep. movements, technology, humanity, humanity, things, movements coming together. And we call that collectively Industry 4.0 or the fourth industrial revolution. So and what were the other three? The first industrial revolution was when we stopped doing things by hand and started doing things with a motor. So... Like when factories and stuff started coming out, or coming out, when people started building factories around, um, I think it was cotton and textiles back in the day. It was like the first thing that got mechanized. Yep. And we started looking at ergonomics and looking at how to, like productivity as a thing. And the second industrial revolution, as I remember, it was- I think the uh, first industrial was pen and paper. And then the second one uh, was- um, was the industrialization, as you said it, like the steam engine, that sort of thing. I think that's the first. Okay. What well, was the second? Maybe, well, what's maybe the second the, one? So the second one, I think, might have been also the, the steam engine. Yeah. So from a transportation perspective, this is when we could travel further distances. We could transport things over longer periods without tiring out humans. So we were mechanizing transport. So basically, it's and like when third, we mechanize yeah. stuff. Yeah, sorry. And, you were, and the third one then was automation within production process. Digital, baby. Digital, yeah. internet, so all this kind computers. of stuff was the third yeah. one. Yes. And the fourth one is now the network economy, where all these things are coming together and we're, we're starting to mechanize uh, our bodies and we're starting yeah. to... Yeah? 
Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, no, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no yeah. I was like <laughs> the the the, interconnect, the interconnectivity of things, right? Interconnected. So, yes. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's basically going indeed into advanced robotics. Um, it's it's we're talking about machine to machine, machine learning. Um, big data is again increasingly becoming more and more a topic. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole privacy slash security domain, which is is becoming more a thing, and everything within this thing they call industry 4.0 is gonna be um yeah interconnected and and connected and talking to each other and and automizing processes but then on a more digital level so what's the benefit for us humans of this new age that's a good question so what a lot of people would say is that we're going to start living longer Mm -hmm. right as biotech and medical medicine starts getting um, becoming much more advanced we're starting to already talk about almost immortality we're starting to talk about designer babies we're starting to talk about all these yep. things that are like ethically questionable this is another reason why i think why you brought up that this is debatable right because mm. is that a benefit or not yep. that we can have a gattaca type situation where you can just choose what kind of baby you want to have and then someone mixes it together in a lab and then boom you get you but know. is is that like is is that already as far as possible right now because what i now see popping up a lot and mm-hmm. it's by chance actually that i that i was like roaming through the internet less yesterday and then um I s- you make these funny statements yes <laughs> and then you're scrolling to the internet <laughs> but then but then i stumbled upon um a friend of mine that shared a new implant chip thingy that mm-hmm. you can implant in your hand and then you can program it to do all these things for you so payments and and but also like wirelessly storing things and mm-hmm. and uh, um He's like implanting himself with everything he can find, and he wants to test out things with it. And it's it's super interesting how That's far cool. he goes with it. Yeah. But um, the other the Wait, other hold thing, on, you mm-hmm. can't just you can't just scoot over this. He does what? He implants things into his body. Yeah, yeah. So he has these these um, <coughs> glass encased. <laughs> yeah, you could say microchips or or storing devices or RFID chips. And he, he implants them or, or goes to uh, a place where they also do piercings and, and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. he, he lets those things be implanted in his body. And then he has these wireless readers and he starts programming things on those chips. So he starts figuring out, okay, how can I, through software, couple my bank account to this? So every time when I go grab a coffee on the corner at the coffee store, I will... You can freak only, people out. Yeah. The only thing I can do is like hold my hand on the... On the, on the, 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 the the pain, yeah, the, yeah, the, the payment yeah, device, yeah, the and pain, then yeah. Yost was freaking out about Apple Pay a few minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, this is the next level. Yeah, but then again, um, this is also dope. I I would say the, the 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 first step towards it starts getting scary for me <laughs> if you think about it because this is only a leap towards, um, yeah, complete body transplants and modifications mm-hmm. and 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 yeah then you can ask yourself where where does this stop right because now this opens up a whole new domain of possibilities but there's already a lot of stuff involved so i i agree with what you're saying this is mm-hmm. a stepping stone to something bigger and larger yeah. and also more scary but potentially more amazing and wonderful it's both yeah but at the same time this in and of, in and of itself this has been around for quite some time now yeah. i think on the internet you can find kits where you can just self-inject do yeah. this thing yourself yeah um, they also have like home biohacking kits where you can sort of, yep. uh, uh, hack biology, chemical stuff, where you can sort of change your own genome in different mm-hmm. ways. It's, it's crazy shit you can find on the internet basically. But, um, when it comes to things like implanting a chip into your body, mm-hmm. that comes with some interesting risks in and of itself. 
Because yes. especially if you think, if you couple this with your bank account, if mm. your hand is your money, if someone robs you now, you give them money. Or if you have a hole in your hand. No, that's, no, sure. <laughs> Literally, yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> no, but that's the thing, right? So it, w- this is one of the things that I have with biometrics in general. So whenever we have a situation where there's some kind of value or some kind of something stored on a, a piece of my body, right. then if someone wants it and they want it bad enough, they're going to take that piece of my body and make it, you know, take take that for themselves. So you'd rather have them steal your credit card than your pinky? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. I, can, I can walk away from a, you know, I give you my credit card and I, and I run, you know, whatever. Yeah. I'm, I'm not tough. I'm not going to be fighting some dude. Yeah, yeah. Just take know, my pinky. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, but they have this, this is also a thing already for um, police states that have, uh, when, when, so, for example, in um, the beginning of, let's say, the Trump regime. The beginning where, of time. The beginning of time. No, when they were uh, stopping people at the border and they were searching people's like laptops and, and phones, especially um, oh, yeah, right. um, Islamic, like Muslim people or people from other countries that they were trying to uh, stop from entering the U.S. or people whom they knew were coming into the United States for some kind of protest, like the Women's March, for example. Oh, yeah. Then yeah. Um, legally, right? If your if your phone is protected with a passcode, you can legally use exercise your right to your Fifth Amendment right to not like the right to remain silent, basically. Mm-hmm. And if they want your pin code to open the phone, you can just not say it. Yeah, and that's legally okay. But if your phone is secured with a fingerprint or a thumbprint or a face ID or a face ID, they can compel you to use the you basically. I, I don't know somehow under the law. Your ass belongs to like the police when they arrest you or something like that. And they can somehow compel you to use that to open your phone. And if that, if you have a chip embedded in your hand, I'm sure this, the same thing would apply. You know what I mean? Like Mm. it's easy to keep knowledge away from someone, but then a piece of your body is harder. So is this, so is this, is this something that is part of like industry 4.0? Um, we're touching on it. Maybe. Yeah, touching yeah. on it. Okay, so so maybe then circling back to designing for this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But on the other hand, you have the biometric side <laughs> and the the biohacking thing that is coming up and is popping up and will become a domain within industry 4.0, I believe that will be very interesting mm-hmm. when it comes to the further developments on this and how far can this go and will it come to a chip that is being implanted at birth and we're not gonna walk around with. Um, uh, I don't know, glasses with a camera in it and a small computer. and, and It's going to be in your DNA. Yeah, yeah. And don't, they you don't, need to you're not going to need a phone anymore. And when you have that chip in your, in your so either you, in your you DNA or in your you have a spinal cord, you also have a spinal recorder. For instance, I don't know. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's a funny way of looking at it, but it, it, it could potentially yeah. go as far as that. And that's that's obviously a, a, a still a big jump. Yeah, but so, in that so sense, what's practical now? Like, what are the things that we're seeing around us that... that Show us that Industry 4.0 is happening. Okay, so oh, sorry. Go ahead, Tom. Yeah. Okay. So, so looking looking at at the industry itself, what you see with Amazon, with um, uh, almost completely automated uh, like delivery systems, where you have like a within six hour delivery through Amazon, and it gets delivered by or at your doorstep by a drone or something like that. You know, fully automated things machine to machine talking communicating mm-hmm. you order something through the website the only thing that happens is that and i don't even know if that's already automated but i can imagine that it needs to be attached to a drone by a human being still but if 
yeah, you come to a situation where that's not even needed, then basically you have a full automated loop yeah. of machines servicing human beings in order to get yes. your, your delivery. I, I, yes. So yeah, the, what you're saying is totally, yeah, I, I agree with everything you're saying. However, I would, I would like to give a bit of nuance onto it and mm-hmm. say that um, the way I understand Industry 4.0, we mentioned it a second ago or a minute ago when we were talking about the, the networked economy, yep. um, is in the sense that given the scenario you just described, mm-hmm. it's not that one company is going to have end-to-end complete control over the entire no. experience and everything around it. It's more like Amazon has a part of that. There's some, maybe a drone supplier who has a part of exactly. whoever builds the drones, whoever whoever uh, uh, is the, the the manufacturer of those drones. And then there's also the service provider who puts the, the, the goods into uh, Amazon warehouses. And it's also the people in the Amazon warehouses who load it onto the drones. And then there's also the airways that the drones rely on to actually get to where you need to go. And whoever maintains those and controls I- to make sure that there isn't congestion. <clears throat> and basically... Um, it's not that we can look at the end-to-end experience of a of a thing or an artifact or a product as being owned by one singular centralized entity, but it's more that we're becoming more and more interconnected and interdependent yeah. on each other from the, uh, like a business perspective and also a design perspective. And yeah. we see this already with your phone. But but to to give you another example, for yeah. instance, what what could happen in the future is that, for instance, your car breaks down. Um, you have a flat tire and uh, through a system in your car, it knows where it is or where you are with your car. A number of things will happen. So a number of organizations that are in loop will be contacted in the sense that, okay, you know immediately where you are. You need a new tire. This is the car that you have. So you have this tire. That tire is automatically being ordered and shipped off to wherever you are mm-hmm. by an in, like by a company that does the servicing on the road. So yeah. you have like two or three or four companies through uh, a network connected with each other working together to serve someone that is having car trouble. Yeah. And what was going to happen with our phones, Brian? Well, it's not. It's it's what's already happening on the phone. Yeah, so if oh, you're yeah. Yeah, so if you're an app developer, phones? let's say, then you have your company that develops an app, but your app is inside. Uh, an operating system that's on a phone that's made by, you might have an operating system that's made by uh, Google and the open source foundation that Google does with Android. Mm. And then the Android phone that you be, might be working on or that your your app will be being experienced through is on uh, uh, an LG or whatever, like a Huawei who manufactures the hardware, which affects the experience of people using the your app, which is then on a, an internet connection that's provided by some kind of internet provider, which uses some kind of undersea cables and all kinds of stuff from another infrastructure provider. <laughs> and so even now, there are like 10 different companies or entities in the chain between whoever might create a, a mobile app and the person using the mobile app and the ex- like that all influence the experience of the person using it, yep. if that makes sense. <clears throat> So, this is just how it is now. So how does that relate to to to, to call on that industry 4.0? Because it's a net, the network economy is about that ah. networking of the fact that we can't we can try to own end to end everything, but we don't unlock so much potential if we continue to try to monopolize everything on one place. All right. Okay. So this this is actually it's quite interesting that you said this because I I read a book a couple of years ago actually. It's called The Second Machine Age. Mm. And it, it basically, yeah. it writes how the steam engine propelled humanity forward in such a drastic fashion, which was the first machine age. And then he talks about the second machine age, which is the internet. Like, 
and what it enabled us to do is it sounds like the internet is kind of like the the instigator for for the industry 4.0 is that like the the interconnectivity that it provides the internet is from 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 industry 3.0 i would say or computing or at least maybe it's the bridge yeah. the bridge between 3 and 4 um and so basically the the way i understand this is highly influenced by um, let's say the, uh, uh, the doctor thesis of a guy called Paul Hardin, who, when I was working at Philips was the vice president of innovation. Um, he was a head of, uh, Philips or Philips research or design research. I forget exactly, but he, um, did a PhD thesis and I was at his defense and mm-hmm. he talked about the fact that we're moving into this network economy. This is years ago, by the way, yeah, like yeah. 2006, maybe. No, or no, 16, no, later. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. 2016, my bad. <laughs> yeah, because I was still, I was there <laughs> at university. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, but based, so he looks at it in terms of the four industrial economies, and I think the, the World Economic Foundation writes it like this a little bit as well, or World Economic Forum, sorry. And they talk about the fact that the first industrial revolution was about, um, was an economy of, manufacturing the second one was an economy of transportation the third one was an economy of knowledge and the fourth one is the economy of the network right yeah and i'm there are probably some people who know about more about this tom's looking at me like no it's dude you're stupid yeah i also saw saw different graphs on this on the industry like one two yeah but yeah yeah, so So but it comes down to the same principles i guess yeah so just like one driver for each of these things that that mainly pushes it forward yeah so making this interesting for us, what, what, what does this whole thing entail for design? I believe that visual design and interface design, interaction design might even just go away. Yes. At some point. Go away? Yes. 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 At some point, uh, artificial intelligence is going <coughs> to do all that stuff for us, mm-hmm. especially when we factor in um, Specify brain that stuff. Um, any kind of designing an interface between a human and a machine. Mm-hmm. If we can, I think I actually wrote a blog post about this a while back. If if the machine is directly connected to your brain, at some point we have, I mean, we already have brain computer interfaces and we have uh, uh, EEG things that can already send a lot of signals towards a computer. Right. At some point, if that's so connected to your, to your thing or to the system that you have a thought and it just does whatever you want it to do, you don't need an interface anymore. The interface is no longer about pixels oh. or visual layouts Cues. or pictures no. or anything like this. It's about brain signals and, and neuroscience and but isn't EEG. That, hold on, but you, you just just before that, you said that the the visual design will be taken over by... Ah, that's the step in between. That's the step in between. Right. So what's happening already, mm-hmm. and I think NVIDIA is working on this, is that NVIDIA has been working on a system to help game designers create landscapes automatically whoa so basically you say okay the color brown is landscape the color green is hillside or forest and the color blue is river and you literally take um a bristle and you take you do a dab of brownie you do a dab of blue and you do a dab of green and it renders um okay Yost is dabbing in the studio right now. I dabbed (laughs) once wow you're so funny (laughs) but um but basically that that and hills that you end up with uh, an environment created and completely CGI'd by the system itself because it knows what that should be. Yeah. yeah. An accurate working 
interactive world that will be created. And if you go into the user interface world, there are also initiatives going now where you are enabled. And I think I talked about this in a previous episode Mm -hmm. already, where it enables you to take a pen and paper, draw, okay, I need a text box here, I need an image there, I need um, a block here and a block here and a block there. And within the design system, within the house style that you defined for the system, it automatically creates the interface for you. Yeah. Yeah. So how does this change the role of designers? Are we going to need to necessarily become generalists and lean into the things that make us different from machines, the human stuff? Yeah. You know, empathy, storytelling, ethics, those kind of things. You say that you say that as if that's a a, a given. And well, I would also I would I would support Brian on that. I I do believe that that's a given. No, I mean, I mean he says it as if um as if it's common knowledge. Oh, oh, like, like, oh, yeah. It's just you know, empathy, storytelling. <laughs> you know, like, like us, us humans, right? Uh, us well, humans, we all do this. I, I don't remember what it was, but there was a, a study that someone. I, I got to find this. I tweeted it at some point. You did also again long because time I read ago. it. Oh, it by tri- the way, your blog post. Where can people read that? On brianpagan.net. B r i a n p a g a n dot n e t. People know how to spell your name, I think. Yeah, and if not, find it on our website. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. And okay. you should go to the search bar and type in BCI and then you'll have a thing. And uh, yeah. Okay. All right. We're, remo- we're removing steps. So you tweeted um, about this. I tweeted. Uh, oh, yeah. So this is a a, um, a study that some, I forgot, oh, God, it's been so long, uh, <laughs> um, where people analyze different vocations, different jobs and professions, and they, they looked at different factors and figured out which ones are going, are more likely to be automated in oh, the near yeah. future and which ones are least likely to but and the ones that are least likely to be automated are things like um caretaking healthcare uh nursing and stuff that has a, a high emotional component and there are other things that have a high strategic component and and sort of uh, uh decision making and creative stuff mm-hmm. and it was really interesting to see that it's it's not a super clear cut line because we do have ai already that can make award winning ad campaigns Someone yep. did that and they won like a, a, a contest <laughs> with the AI. Really? Yeah. Mm. They just basically gave it a brief and it just did its thing and they came up with a, a concept for a commercial and they, they made the commercial based on what the AI told them to do, like a script, and then it, it, went, it won awards. Yeah, what was that? I can't I can get to the name of it. I, I read about this as well, but I can't remember the well, name. Well, if we were allowed to use internet down here, we could look it up. <laughs> but unfortunately... <laughs> All right, dear listener, if you know what we're talking about, tweet at us at Shots please of Purpose. Do. Or send please us an email do. as SOP at ThePurposeDesign.nl. We're Thank drowning. You. Please, SOP at ThePurposeDesign.nl. We need a... We're drowning. <laughs> I need Sorry, information. Man. Industry 4.0 framework. has not reached yeah. this basement yet. No. <laughs> no. No, it's not. We're in a slum. It's 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 harsh. It's cold. I don't. It, it's a dungeon down here. Well, I think it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's an audio-proof dungeon. A purpose yeah, dungeon. That's true. I'm sorry. I'm not complaining. I love okay. this place here. It's fantastic. It has its. Uh, I do think. I, I do think that's exciting. It though. has its merits. What's Being exciting? in a dungeon is very exciting. No, no, yes, for sure. No, no, no. But I was. I was. I told thinking. you earlier how excited I am. I know. I know. I know. I know. You're stuck something with the table, wood. right? But um, the thing is. I, I I heard you talking about like the automation of things and the automation of, um, for instance, interface design and and um, that's 
for me that's super exciting because I've I've I started out as an interface designer back back when I started my actual job. When you were and a little boy. When I was still a little boy, I started out as being an interface designer. I but, remember you from back in the day. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I know. But um the thing is that that for now I wouldn't I, it it already gives me the shivers when I when I would when occasionally I need to get back into the nitty gritty pixel pushing mm-hmm. and yeah. the it's 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 so yeah. An that's AI one of the drawbacks, would, in my opinion. Yeah. What? Sorry. It's, it's one of the drawbacks. The craft that yeah. we that we get to put into the attention to detail the same way that a, a knife maker would have to sweat all the details of like true uh, though doing yeah. blacksmithing do the, think, the iron core. And do you all think that'll get lost? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Look at okay. woodblock I, carving I, I in see... Japan. There's like twenty. Literally, there are twenty five people in Japan who are qualified to. Like actually, they still follow the woodblock carving profession. Twenty five. Yeah. But hold on, that that. So they're they're still doing an old technology, right? They're they're good at an old technology. But yes. I'm I'm asking, does the craftsmanship go away, or does it get displaced? Well, we'll no, we'll, yeah, we'll find craft in in new things. Yeah, because back in the day, in the 1800s, when uh, you know Itazumi tattoo artists and Itazumi uh, uh, woodblock carvers were all over the place, that was their craft. And now someone in Japan who might be growing up now, uh, a young person, might be learning, putting craft into, um, you know, pixels and stuff. Yeah, right. Or yeah. or even programming the AI that's eventually going to make the pixels work, like the, the, the in, code. In, at a certain moment, we will, we will have an AI that will program other things for us. Yeah, but until, I mean, still, we're, at some point, someone's got to program that one. And even, you know, code is craft, code is creative and beautiful. So you're saying yeah. it's not going away. I don't think that's an intro. I think the, the desire for craft and this this push to make I things think it beautiful will be all automated out, man. I no, think, dude, I think, it, like, a, and then what? We'll it's just a, all it's be an intrinsic Wally part of being people. a human being. We, I, we, I, I think at a certain moment we will get to a point where we are literally talking or discussing with a with we were literally we will be literally briefing ais but then we're going to be doing other stuff for fun we're going to be cooking or we're going to be putting our craft course, into cooking or be putting our craft so in as a fucking human, sandcastles i don't know completely agree but yeah. looking looking within our own design field of work and my design field of work yes. which encompasses now doing the pixel pushing doing the interface designing doing the the, the development stuff so yeah. so focus like the, the people that I work together with to get an app to become an actual app yeah that will all go away and right. I firmly yes. believe absolutely. that absolutely I so I totally yes I I agree absolutely yeah. writing the brief the same way like as a as a as a UX strategist you would write a brief for let's say a a junior designer or something like this that's the same kind of thing we would be doing later, but instead of a, a, a design human, it would be a design machine. So in a the, thousand years, what will we do to make our money? We won't need to make money. No, exactly. Universal money, basic income, probably. We've talked about this on the show before as well. Yeah, like, would, hold, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> but no, if going back We're to you, Tom. really excited. Well, I love it. Well, yeah. Well, going back to you, Tom, because you, you, you just said that we'll be talking to, we'll be briefing an AI. Yeah. But there's still craftsmanship in, like, developing the brief, right? Ooh, it's, it's yes. What, it's what Brian said with the, the love, depends the on, empathy, That completely the depends on how you define a brief. Yeah, no, but, it, but, uh, no, I, so I don't know about that. Because if, okay, if we think about the fact that, okay, so you as a designer, you now are basically, if I understand correctly, are, are basically end-to-end. You do your whole entire yes. process kind of by yourself. Yes. Um, 
So the the front part of your process, the strategic exploration, mm-hmm. uh, the exploration, explorative ideation part of your process to mm-hmm. understand what kind of brief should we even be giving to the machine, mm-hmm. that part is still going to be us for a long time. Maybe they'll automate that yeah, but, too. But the whole process, I think, will change to that as well because I could be like brainstorming out loud and if I have AIs around me listening alongside with me... Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, I need an app that does this and this and this and yada, yada, yada. And yeah. within instances, you have an, an AI that makes connections, builds backends, builds da 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 and you are an hour in a room with an AI that listens to whatever you need, yeah. and it's there. Boom. I love that you, I love, I totally agree with that. I, think, I see myself, yeah. like, walking back and forth in a room while brainstorming with myself, like, okay, yeah. An app like this, or yeah, probably it's not necessarily in an app. Kind of like Tony Stark does it, right? He talks to Jarvis and something. Yeah, yeah. he does like a whole. But that's the thing. Jarvis doesn't do it by himself. <laughs> exactly. Or itself. Yeah. He Jarvis still needs Tony Stark. Do you understand? Do you understand what I mean? You're still walking around the room brainstorming, coming up with ideas. Yeah. So UX research, like looking at markets, understand, talking to people and listening to their to their fears and their objectives and like what bothers them and trying to create a solution or value proposition around that, that part is still very much going to be humans for a long time. But in that sense, this is all a step in between, right? Yeah, but okay, well, hold on. But then everything is a step in between. But yeah, in, in between, of course, how far course, are you thinking <laughs> that this is? No, yeah, I, I maybe, maybe I, I, I shifted a bit. But no, but in between what? What's what's the 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 vision that you have in, like you said, a thousand years? Yes, um, Tom for president. I, I t- no, no, no. 30, I, t- I tend 30, to believe. <laughs> I tend to believe in singularity. Yeah. What singularity? The ah, singularity. De- de- define this because this is a very loaded word. Yeah. Okay. For me. And what I mean by singularity, and this is this is still, I, I need to um, be open and honest here that I have not read too much into singularity as I would like to. I still, so it's still on my list. But what I understand is that at a certain moment, um, man and machine, in that sense, and that's that's also still a really broad term, but will become so intertwined with each other that we as human beings will not have free will anymore. So, um, Ooh, yeah, nice. yeah, that's yeah. a cool one. No, so yeah, but do we have free will now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, good one. And this has just but, turned into a debate about politics. No, yeah, no, politics, no, yes. philosophy, psychology, physics, and then if if okay, what spirituality? if spirituality? Yeah, yeah. Sorry. What if spirituality like 50 yeah. percent of your body or or is taking over is taken over by a machine or even what if you i told still, you that your body is you... a machine already yeah what's the difference between your body and a microchip a really complex microchip uh <laughs> oh, yeah. your brain well yeah consciousness Sense where 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 cheeks. is your consciousness show me your consciousness i can't show you my consciousness Whoa, well wait, i'm showing you wait, why i'm talking wait, with wait, you i see where you're you. going yeah. what if this is one of the cycles. So human being is just a product of an over, 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 over evolved thing that started out as something chippy. That you see where I'm going at? Yeah. What, yeah. Do, what do you mean? So Brian? okay, I think we're talking. So yes, we're talking about two very related things. Well, I think what Tom is, ta- is is talking about now is is the the simulation. Yes. Theory that the we're. Basically, that we're yeah. living in a matrix. Yeah. That some higher order, uh, um, maybe four four dimensional life force yeah. has created a box. We're in a computer right now, and we're just simulations running to figure out yeah. 
What kind of stuff? Full hail the spaghetti monster. The flying spaghetti monster. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 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 No, but so I I agree with what you're saying. So that's, no one can disprove that. No. But there's other stuff. So what I was, what I was talking about a minute ago is simply to say that let's recognize the fact that the bodies that we're piloting, the meat machines that we are piloting through this planet, our brains are nothing but electrical signals being sent between molecules and nodes in that's, a system that's one thing information but i was okay yes it was the simulation thing and i'm probably i'm going to explain this wrong so one could be <clears throat> the simulation thing so mm-hmm. yes we are in a simulation now and two we're so off topic yeah we are no i disagree <laughs> this is no, because we're what is gonna what where yeah. is what's industry 5.0 6.0 yeah, whatever like, okay <laughs> Does it even have to be industry? Yeah, there we go. But now- <laughs> we just moved to humanity 2.0. Mind blown. But okay, <laughs> what could also be the case yeah. is we're now in a domain where we're, we're so I'm working in the field of, of microchips, for instance. And hey, by the way, I have to say we are not under the influence of anything right no, now. No, 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 no. Just no. each other's presence. But okay. Life, my and friend. Microchips life. and Moore's Law decides that everything should become twice as small and twice as fast every year. It's not the case anymore, but yeah. No, it's not the case anymore. But at a certain <laughs> moment, this we're now also thinking of uh, neural computing networks and it becomes like smaller, more intertwined. What if it becomes, you come to a point where it's like, okay, we're now already like, like our chips are now already being built. Like our brain is being built. So what if this is part of the cycle? So in the end, we will learn that it's better to go on into an atom cellular level Mm -hmm. So what if if this is like we're just a product of evolution? This is one of the interpretations of signalarity, indeed. This is yeah. one of the reasons why I asked you to like define it. Yeah. There's so many different things. One of the people, what, what are some one of the theories, let's say, of of singularity itself is that we cease to be like human beings. Next evolution is that we cease to have a physical manifestation. We become energy. Our consciousness that we can't see, that we can't touch, but we all feel that we all understand and know that it's there. And we feel the effects of it, like dark matter and dark energy, which we know is there somehow, but we can't see it. And we've never been able to like touch it or anything like this. Mm-hmm. That we, like the, the light matter part, the observable bits mm-hmm. of, of humanity will just disappear. And consciousness will become a free floating sort of whatever Yost and Tom and Brian are will just become ethereal energy things. So as much as I like this train of thought, <laughs> yeah. how does this relate to Industry 4.0? Well, that's where we're headed. <laughs> okay, I have, I have a concrete... No, I, yeah. I, I wrote down a concrete example, and I want to hear your thoughts on this. Okay. Um, so, autonomous vehicles. Are these somebody part... prepared for this episode? <laughs> I'm sorry, autonomous vehicles. Autonomous vehicles. I love you, Yost. That's fine. Um, <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> wow. Okay. Okay. Autonomous vehicles. Are autonomous vehicles, so so self-driving vehicles, are they part of Industry 4.0? Yes. So then what, so I... Uh, I'm so, going to I'm gonna ask your question differently. Mm. Is Uber part of Industry 4.0? Uber is... That's not my wor- question, Tom. No, no, okay, but Uber... <laughs> you're, you're not asking it differently. You're asking Uber, a different Uber. question. <laughs> no, but Uber is the biggest cap company in the world. Uber does not own one car. 
Yeah, there's a, there's many examples of these, like Airbnb yeah. network economy. They're the ones in the middle controlling yeah. the, the 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 thing. Airbnb, yeah, like you said, Airbnb. Any, basically, anything in the sharing economy. Oh, sharing Airbnb. economy is a big manifestation of Industry yes. 4.0. Wait, that's not true. Stop like. Okay. Anyway, my question is. So your question. Yeah. So 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 if autonomous vehicles are part of an Industry 4.0, like yeah. The, there's there's still a huge design part in there, right? Like, how do we design for there's there's so what kind of um, okay, yeah. What kind of design possibilities do you mm-hmm. see that we will move towards? So when we're talking a, autonomous yeah. vehicles, I got you. Here's a very concrete one. Something that Mercedes and well, I guess all of the the any company that's dealing with autonomous driving now is dealing with. Yeah. So I mentioned three things earlier: empathy, storytelling, and ethics. Ethics is one that they're de- definitely dealing with now because if you have a if you have a, a, a car and it knows it's about to get in an accident and it gets to choose between hitting a pedestrian to save the person in the car or driving off the edge of a cliff to kill the person who is in the car but thus saving the pedestrian or if you have a pedestrian do you do you kill the homeless person or do you kill the rich person or this do you kill the child or do you kill the in China whatever? I would just check your score rate okay <laughs> You're, what, Continue, what's, that, what's Brian. that called again the score. The, the, I don't know. I, I can't oh, I remember the name of it. Yes, yeah. this <laughs> this very Black Mirror like <laughs> fucking five star rating. Everyone gets yeah yeah, yeah exactly. Okay. Oh, I forget the name. But behavior score. Yeah. yeah. But this so th- this is something where where humanity and I think this is, it's lovely that you mentioned politics earlier as well because Thanks. politics is heavily involved in this in this question. Um, human morality is involved in this question. There's no clear cut answer. You can't objectively put these things into a function and say, oh, well, you might as well run over the newborn baby because <laughs> X, X is five and Y is, uh, you know, X you is can't. greater than Y and blah, blah, blah. Like, I mean, there's there's no objective way to, to put forth these heuristics. So it's all about yeah. it's, it's like we're baking. The thing is about this. One of the da- one of the also the big dangers of, of machine learning, artificial intelligence, especially mm. when machines are going to start autonomously making decisions that affect human lives, is that whenever we are creating the algorithms that these machines are using or yeah. going to use, we implicitly put our biases and values yeah. into yeah, yeah. those algorithms. So whatever algorithm this Mercedes or Uber or whatever Google car is going to use to determine who whom it's going to uh, run over, then who, whoever programmed Facebook it. Facebook employee. <laughs> <laughs> Your Waymo car. <laughs> Competitive advantage. <laughs> but so so how do so how how do you how do you guys envision us designers and and also other types of generalist experts which is a weird thing to say um how do how do we go about doing this making these systems function i have my own answer but tom's wrote a bunch of stuff down and he wants to hold up a picket sign basically hmm? what you're writing a bunch of stuff i have the idea you want to say something no I, i no i was drifting off again because i heard your story and the question that popped in my mind when you talked about when algorithms. will we finish no 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 when i talk when, when i heard you talking about algorithms in terms of machines. No, it's then, not a dude named Al with last name Gorithm, all right? It's God not. Damn it. No, <laughs> Sorry. one of the, one of the things was <laughs> so like bad. if you Good have one. your if you're no, we need one of those soundboards. Va- your values as a person, like are your values and your your ethical okay, like mm-hmm. what 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 makes you human and what what's important for you? Are those the human being are those once human beings algorithms yeah those are the algorithms by which we live our lives for sure 
This is what relig- religion is basically a, a system of, of creating a shared algorithm for living life. Yeah. And any kind of value systems. And if you have a, a company who wants to make a different organizational culture, they have they make a lot of artifacts. Like they make a, a handbook and a code yeah. of conduct and yeah. all these kind of things. These are all codifying what is supposed to be a heuristic, a shared heuristic that everyone in that company should follow mm-hmm. so that the company moves or reacts to the environment around it or to the universe as a whole. Everything is created. Like atoms in a an organism. So how will we make sense for example, of programming or making the artificial intelligence that drives the autonomous vehicle. What do you mean? How will it make sense? No, how how will we make sense of this system? Like, how will we solve this issue of who to crash into, for example? Probably badly. We're going to make a lot of mistakes first, and then uh, I don't know if we're ever going to come to a yeah. point where everyone's satisfied with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I mean... We have laws. Just and- just make it so that the car itself is such a strong cage that you can just ram yourself off of a cliff and the person in the car will survive anyway. Yeah, but then you wow. have uh, financial things. Yeah, boom. <laughs> yeah. Here, here Tom, here's a mic. You can <laughs> yeah, just yeah. drop it. <laughs> that was wow. underwhelming. That was underwhelming. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Hold on. Just hold on. make the car uh, safer. Yeah, plug it in and then, and then yeah, plug it in. Ooh. <laughs> no, come on, guys. Okay, no, but what were you going to say before I just waste, like... No, yeah. It, uh, my, oh, yeah, it's not... It's not I was recording. saying just make the car safer, but that's just... Like, just make the car yeah. safer. No, but that's the thing, right? So Tesla's just make the car safer, but there. at some point you're going to crash into someone's house. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, car, the car is a tank. It just rolls into some I mean, building and uh, crushes someone's house. In a perfect world, an autonomous car would not drive into someone's house. Building. But that's the thing. What, what happens if there's, okay, adverse road conditions and it's yeah, slippery okay. and whatever? It's taking a curve and it uh, flips off. It shouldn't or something. do that. I know it shouldn't, but it's going to. We have uh, People have died already with autonomous cars. Yeah, but not due to system failures. Yeah, sure. System failure. No, not system failure. There are no autonomous vehicles driving around. What are you right talking now. about? What? In the United States, there are a bunch of autonomous vehicles driving around. The one it guy has... actually got killed because he got ran over by one. That was the whole Another thing. guy got yeah, killed because he was riding in thing. one and it, and it, uh, are you t- it did which some car? weird shit. Which car? Uh, it was a Tesla, right? Was it full? Was it, I think it was a Tesla. They don't drive yeah. fully autonomously yet. But they have an experimental mode that some people can test it out. Yes, they do. Yeah, okay. Yes, they do, but... When was this person like? How does this happen? How did this happen? I don't know. Was it last year? Yeah. No, we need to be very ago? specific yeah. here because lo- there have been people dying in Teslas, but those cars don't drive autonomously yet. Okay, let's not say a Tesla. Let's just say I'm uh, just saying, like, if someone got is, driven over by a Waymo car, yeah. which drives autonomously with a driver like sure. next to it or whatever, yeah. like next to the yeah. steering wheel. Has anyone died yet? Like, can you for a fact state yes. that someone has died by an autonomous yeah. vehicle? Yes. At least one person. Really? Yes. Okay. Yes. And it was some kind of, it was like a sensor malfunction or something happened where something happened that basically shouldn't okay. have happened. Right. And yeah. they're like, well, they, this shouldn't have happened. So I don't understand why it <laughs> happened, but the fucking dude is dead. So, you know, like, oopsie. This is, but this yeah. is exactly Reset. the thing. Yeah. This is, this it is, is going to happen. Yeah. It's inevitable that it's not, yeah. This is what happens when you move fast and break things. Right, mm, this yeah, is this yeah. whole disruptive co- disruption yeah. culture. We should and... all stop doing scrum. <laughs> or do scrum responsibly, you know? You don't, wanna, clear, yeah. you don't want to stop having sex. You want to have safe sex, right? So just like <laughs> have some ethics, do, do safe innovation, uh, so then, yeah. due diligence. So, so before this before this episode, Tom, Tom sent us a video uh, by KPMG that talks for like four minutes about Industry 4.0, and it ends with... Think big and act bold. 
and also radical change. How does that play into playing it safely? No, it doesn't. That's the no, thing. So it doesn't, but it's also, I think, a statement that focuses on the comparison between Industry 3.0. So it's also showing the companies that are now still really non-connected that there's big value and benefits to get out of. Yeah. I mean, let's say that switching was, your company. Yeah. It's and, a marketing video, yeah, right? It's a I marketing mean, it's, video. You're trying to inspire people, so you use hyperbolic language. Yeah. It has a Sorry. marketing tune under it, yeah. Yeah. It's like a stock, like music media. For like some cheap animation. <laughs> I, thought work. It, I thought it was a good intro for, for No, it started with a caveman is like sitting there with his yeah, 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 yeah. captivating voice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hello. Have you seen oh speaking of uh, speaking of uh, uh, internet four videos, here's there's one by Siemens, I wanna say. Sorry. And it's a Siemens, I think was a, oh, it was oh, a connect- yeah. <laughs> the the Swedish is that a German company? It was a, uh, it was maybe Swedish. No, you're right. And it was the connected house where the, all the appliances were talking to each other. And the guy was coming Seaman. home. Basically, it was a dude. Was it? And so, I, if if I remember correctly, it's no. Like, Siemens is a German company. Is what I'm asking. Yeah, it's not. It's, it's not Scandinavian. It's German. It's yeah. Siemens. Okay. Siemens. Siemens. Yeah, Siemens. But you heard what I heard. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't. I heard it. I just don't. <laughs> I don't want to dwell on dirty jokes when you're trying to like handle Okay, go for it. <laughs> Could you just wrap it up, please? <laughs> What's long, hard, and full of semen? A submarine! <laughs> okay, yeah, let's go. All right. <laughs> full of semen. And on that note... Um, okay, so... We'll the- continue the story. <laughs> so, okay. <clears throat> so this commercial was all about... Basically, the storyline of the commercial was there's a guy driving his car, home, coming home from work, and it showed a text uh, conversation he was having with someone. I think it was a, a, a woman in this case, very heteronormative. And apparently, um, he was supposed to have dinner. Heteronormative? With her. Yeah. Yes. Well, it's a man and a woman. It's not not necessarily bad that it's a straight couple, but you know, whatever. So in this case, it's a, a you know, it's a it's a man driving home from work, having a date with a woman, and they're trying to plan where they're going to have dinner and stuff like that. And so he does some tech stuff where he's like um, making reservations at a restaurant and stuff like this that are done with, you know, internet and, and connected. And yeah. then at some point she, I think, texts and says, oh, I can't make it. Um, and then he texts, he basically texts his kitchen and says, um, I'm coming home early, something like this. And the the stove or whatever, the microwave or something like this starts talking with all the other appliances in the house. Oh, he's coming home. He's coming home early. Yes. Basically, they're rejoicing by the fact that his love life is now derailed. And <laughs> we have him back. And um, so they start making this plan. It's like, okay, TV, I need you to download the game uh, and, and and get ready for him to, to watch it when he gets home. Um, vacuum cleaner. I need you to go and, and make sure that the floor is vacuumed so when he gets home, he can take his shoes so off and it'll feel good. microwave. No, it, yeah, but it's, that's the whole point. It's about Very smart home. dominating microwave yeah, as well. No, exactly, yes, <laughs> yes, exactly that. This is the thing that, this is what I read at, at, like, saw in this video. A lot of people are like, oh, that's such amazing tech and super cool and space age and woo. And I'm like, that's fucked up, man. Like, <laughs> you can totally see this house has its own agenda. Why, why was it fucked up? Well, because, like you said, it's a very dominating thing. It's taking a lot of control. The guy, like the person, the human being in the loop of this automated system does nothing but say that he's coming home early or something like this. Or maybe he makes one request. And out of this one request, the smart home does all these other like five, ten different things, basically none of which this dude consented to, at least not in the video or whatever. Right. And there was some kind of thing at some point where the machines rejoiced. Literally, there was some kind of moment where they were happy because his date fell through. 
So and he was coming home instead of going out on the date. So this sounds like the the people at Siemens who made this video. I don't kinda... know if it was Siemens. No, so, no, okay. so okay, so the people <laughs> at the company who made the, the video, legal department, the let's... people who made the the video, yes. they kind of envisioned this, right? This so it's a, yeah, it's, this it's a, kind yeah, of like yeah. a you don't agree with the human decisions in the video. Why is like it you a bad think thing? It could be better. The, the decisions of yeah. Oh, oh, and that loops really nicely into back into how we create this this um, industry four point. We as humans, as designers, as generalists, are going to be the ones who determine what it shape the world is going to take as we move into this more industry 4.0 connected automated thing. Yeah. And we are the ones who are going to, who are going to determine what how the machines are going to treat us because we're programming them. Right. Mm. So, like you said, this vision video was created by humans with their own implicit biases and uh, assumptions and all yeah. kind of stuff, many of which, most of which were probably unaware, the people who are actually working on it were probably unaware of. Right. Yeah, right. And um, sure, that's okay. Creative process is messy. That's not, I mean, not a big deal, but it, it does go to show that whenever we put this thing together, humans are the ones who create it. And yes. this is something that Douglas Rushkoff was like, this is the whole premise behind the, the book and the podcast Team Human. It's basically, let's make sure that tech works for everyone and it works for humanity rather than some kind of future where the rich are going to be profiting a lot and the rest of us are going to be getting screwed. Unexploited. Mm. No, but what I'm what I'm still thinking, why is this a bad thing? What you're now describing. So you're describing that video. Yeah. Is it is it consent? Not necessarily consent, but let's let's imagine. Yeah. Um let's take tech out of the equation. Mm. Okay, let's go back to a situation where you're you're King Louis the Fourteenth yeah. in France and you have this beautiful palace full of servants and you have a court of uh, nobles. I fancy who... me some red wine. Hmm. Yes. And so basically this is something going back to Hegel and like the master-slave dialectic and all kinds of stuff like this. But mm. basically, the servant of someone, if you if you delegate a lot of your tasks or so your cooking, let's say you have a, a, a maid in your house. Mm. And let's say your maid, you have given your maid the mandate to clean things. She's allowed to throw things away in your house. She's allowed to, or he's allowed to, or whatever. Um this person, they are, is allowed to do stuff in your house. They're allowed to cook for you. They're allowed to, you know, do stuff. You've given them the power. They have a key to your house. They can come in whenever they want. And you have a benefit from this. It's very convenient. Yes. Because you come home, there's a warm dinner on the table. It's very nice. You come home, it's clean. Your laundry's done. Your bed is made. All that stuff. Very cool. Hmm. But what if that person starts making decisions for you? Like, let's say you buy a pair of jeans with a cool rip in it in the knee because it looks cool or whatever and, and then your maid sees this and, she and that person either sews it together without it. you right. paid extra for those holes right exactly <laughs> no that, that's, that's so this is the thing or or it throws it away or uh, whatever or let's say you have a girlfriend and the, the girlfriend calls to your house and this this butler maid type of person answers the phone and says so, and they don't like her and basically, she's like, oh, is, is Tom in and you're sleeping? And it's like, no, you're, Tom doesn't want to speak to you anymore. He said, fuck off and goodbye. And you didn't tell this person to do that, but they think they're acting in your best interests. Or maybe they're acting in their own best interests because they know that the more dependent you get on them, the less like, the mm. less dependent that you get on them, the, the, the more power they're going to lose. Which is kind of like what Facebook is doing, right? Sort of. Well, yeah. Like with the uh, the whole habit loop of, of showing you, oh, you have 30 notifications and this person has just uploaded a picture. Do you want to react to it? Increase the footprint. Yes. But then think about, okay, yeah, so bringing it back to the smart home example, if your fucking smart appliances have an agenda, A, 
I really thought you said something different there. <laughs> if you're fucking smart appliances, I'm like, what? <laughs> Glad you finished that sentence. I hope you're doing so safely. <laughs> Without them being turned on. And a VPN. <laughs> yes, use a VPN. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by blah, 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 VPN. Use offer code. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Continue. By the Sorry. way, that ad space can be yours. Just email SOP at PurposeDesign.nl if you want to put advertising on this show. <laughs> yeah. And if we agree with your vision, your mission, and what you're trying to do, we will work together and we can be partners. I it love you. It sounds like you practiced that. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm deliberately you. not going to fix my car, by the way. I think I'm going to use my broken door for car companies to advertise on. There you go. Wait, what? Yeah. Okay. Sponsor it. Brian, it sponsored. continue your smart appliance uh, sex story. Right. Yeah. So if you're, if you're, okay, so... Um, here's where we get into insta- into stuff like 5G. Yeah, yeah. So uh, 5G basically is that it, it's it, it, the most basal part or element of 5G is the super fast computing power, super fast data transfer, where you can basically walk around with a wireless VR headset and it'll work, and you can just live stream all the VR to it at the super high frame rate, and it's going to work, right? But what this also enables is a much higher bandwidth of information transfer between machines around us in our whole so it, like imagine if every single thing that you walk that we that we see in the world every building every street every car every light post is all a machine and they're all talking to each other and we don't understand anything of what they're talking about it's all wireless data transfer ones and zeros um algorithmic code talking data transfer stuff that we a can't see because it's invisible because it's data and B, if we, if we could see it or we can snatch it or we can uh, read it, we wouldn't be able to interpret it necessarily. And this is also another thing that's with machine learning and AI. They're so complex. They work like black boxes. Basically, we give them input and they give us an output and we already now don't know or don't always know how they come up with the output, right? So think about this. And we're giving more and more and more power to the things around us. And they're talking behind our backs and they're coming up with new things and they're coming up with their own ideas. And as they become more and more and more complex, they're going to start optimizing for different solutions. We can consider that an agenda. It's not sentience. It's not consciousness. But if a certain thing is optimized to make decisions in a heuristic way based on optimizing for some certain variable, then it's going to do that no matter what. And there's no reasoning and there's no kind of deviation from that available or possible. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So if if this, like, uh, I don't like, like, if the house, if the smart home of this Swedish guy in, this, in the uh, commercial is optimized to maximize his time at home, his engagement with home appliances, his time on, on Netflix or whatever, then it's going to make all these decisions and do all these things. In order to make that happen, even if maybe he wants to go on vacation or he wants to go have a, a, a nice weekend out in nature or something like this, the house is going to do all it can to not let that happen because it, that, his behavior would be going against its optimization algorithm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, so now technology is very weak and very, it's not super powerful. We can still go around it and circumvent it. And my right. phone isn't, if I, if I'm, if I'm tired of using my phone, I just turn it off or, you know, I put it away or something like this. But, you know, if you live in a room where all the, all the walls are screens and it doesn't allow you to close your <laughs> eyes because you're not watching ads. And if you close your eyes, it starts charging you money for every second that your eyes are closed. 
your power is gone. You're not the master anymore. Mm-hmm. Your, your, yeah, your so servants we're not have using taken technology, over. but technology is using us. That's it. Right. And I, I also recognize, and this is something that I, I've said this incorrectly before. Like I, like humans will never serve technology. Humans will serve technology that serves other humans. Do you know what I mean? I'm not so scared that the machines are going to take over. I'm, I'm scared or what I worry about that, that we already have the technology and the, 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 all the innovative and amazing things are being controlled by super rich, super powerful Mm -hmm. people. And they're using these things to keep the rest of us like at bay or Mm -hmm. docile or uh, in an exploited or exploited state. So it's not necessarily that we're serving technology, but that the technology serves yeah, a few serves a while few, exploiting right. yeah, the rest yeah. of us. Yeah, it doesn't. It, it 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 empowers them to do it more effectively. Yeah. Okay, so kind of like trying to wrap <laughs> it up. Move back to Tom. No, <laughs> I was no, talking no, too much. No, wrapping it up a little bit. Um, what are the? Let's end on a on a bright note. What are what are the concrete advantages in our daily lives of this new industry? Well, what I actually think, looking at this episode, we were, okay, to our audience, apologies, because I think we were all over the place. And I think it's... Pretty captivating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, and, 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 um, I think the things that we talked about do serve some purpose, and I do think they're, they're interesting and, and yet all over the place. Um, but I do think in order to, to make this an actual episode that, gives you more intel and insight on industry 4.0 and and how design can be an added value or how you can design for industry 4.0 maybe we should we should use another episode to do so properly and and more um i think i think more uh rigidly go through what 4.0 actually encapsulates now and um how we can do stuff with it and with stuff i mean how can we Design for it properly now. What do you guys think? I like that. I like that. So what what would what would we do? What would be three things, three like basic topics, hashtags, keywords you would like to discuss in the next episode? Hashtags. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm trying to be hip. Insta. I'm on Insta. <laughs> Don't say that. <gasps> Just call it Instagram, please. Mm. I would say humanity. Interconnectiveness. And give me a third one, guys. How about privacy? Or I think just very concretely, um, when I, I think what works great for an episode about Industry 4.0, and I think we touched upon it in this episode as well, is is using concrete examples like an autonomous vehicle and mm-hmm. then diving, really diving into all the... Yeah. Not not so like diving into all the the nooks and crannies of what it takes to design for an for example an autonomous car because mm-hmm. Brian you were talking about like the ethical choices that ha- that have to be programmed into its its intelligence right artificial mm-hmm. intelligence so it has to be programmed into there or or the basis for it has to be put in um, but there's there's a ton a ton more like um, the communication between a autonomously driving car and a pedestrian right like you like back in the day or still now you have a driver that could like blink the headlights uh, honk the horn or like wave at someone like or or use your middle finger if you don't agree but there's a lot of (laughs) communication between humans there so there's a lot of design space for Mm -hmm. communication between these autonomous 
basically, well, autonomous machines in a broader sense, and then communicating like with with humans. Yeah. Um, yeah. That sounds cool sounds yeah. like a cool yeah. one. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Yeah. And then there's, of course, there's a lot of these other topics within the the, the newer industry that we're talking yeah. about. Maybe also our audience. <laughs> I was about to say that. Yeah. yeah. Has some, some like suggestions or, or where they want us to, to, to yeah. questions. I'd love dive to, a little yeah. bit deeper in when it comes to industry 4.0. Yeah. I'd love to hear about what, what kind of questions might, people might have. It can be also, discussions. It can be cases. It can cases be, would be great. Yeah. I would love to have someone, if someone has an idea of a case that you'd like us to talk about yeah. in the lens through the lens of industry 4.0. Yeah. Also going back to what you said a minute ago, Tom, about humanity. Yeah. This is where I think human humanistic design and humanism are going to be yep. are becoming way more important <clears throat> these days and why that's a differentiator now. Yeah. What, what it's our value proposition as humans and as designers. Yeah. True. Yeah. Agree. Thanks. So um, please shots of purpose at shots of purpose on Twitter. Yeah. SOP at PurposeDesign.nl. That's the email address, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so so let's just quickly, Brian, what, what's an example that you think will be good in your like in your day-to-day life of this, this new industry? And then we move on to Brian and then we wrap it up. Tom. You move on to Tom. <laughs> move on to Tom. Okay, Tom. No, so you said, and then we'll move on to Brian, and then we'll we'll cut it. But it's like, oh, oh did I say move on to Brian? Yes, <laughs> oh, we'll move on to Tommy. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, we we already see. <clears throat> think about how easy it is to 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 find a place. If I go to a new country, if I don't feel <clears throat> like preparing or whatever, I can also just open my phone. And I want to figure out where something is. I just Google it and look it up on Google Maps and like what kind of cool restaurants are around here. And I open Foursquare and it'll tell me wherever I am in some strange country, I can go completely unprepared, basically naked and with a smartphone. I can find like a, a you know, Michelin star just restaurant to cover you up. That kind of, yeah, yeah. And also with, with payment systems and banking, like I don't need to fucking change current. I don't have to get a euros into uh, oh, yeah. whatever. Uh, Turkish lira before I go to Turkey I can just go there and I go to the ATM and I stick my card and it just works or you wirelessly pay and it just wirelessly gets... pay or I scan the, the implanted RFID chip on you know yeah yeah like do you have one already no so then how is it practical now it's up fine okay Tom I want to dig a little bit deeper into Tom's um, a concrete example yes so how we work together now, so we, we, we touched upon it a little bit during this episode, but how we are working now within the design field and how this this industry will impact our work as a designer in the future. Mm. <gasps> what? Oh, no, uh, yeah. No, but this is, you, you, Tom's talking about the next episode, I think. Yeah. 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 Right? Yeah. Yeah. What, yeah. What's what the question? Is, what, right? is a, what is it? No, what is a beneficial thing of this, of industry 4.0 in your day-to-day life right now? Oh. Oh, um, um, yeah, basically for me also the interconnectedness. So, so everything is, is, uh, I'm not even for what I like, for instance, about 4.0 is that I wake up in the morning, it turns on, it automatically turns on the lights in my living room. It Automatically? Al- yeah, yeah. It already automatically uses my lights in my bedroom as a wake-up light because I know it 
It, 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 well, what do you I, mean? Tom's living in the future, I, I, dude. You're talking about Phillips Hue, right? Yeah, yeah. You did you not program your wake up time in there? No, I didn't for my wake up time. I just put my alarm in there. What? It it yeah. Okay, uh, that does sound cool. Yeah. How does that work? Show me after the episode. Sure. <laughs> I want to. I want to. But um, and then when I drive my car outside of the street, it turns off my lighting, and then when I get home, it turns it on again. But it does check whether it's dark enough. So that's that stuff that that for me. Yeah. All right. Cool. I like that. I was thinking about um, I was thinking about Google Duplex. Duplex. Have you guys heard of it? No. Oh man, it's insane. It's 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 in its second iteration right now. I don't have it. I don't have it on. Um, uh, it's not in my day to day life right now, but I could definitely use it. Um, so what Google Duplex is is it's like uh, <laughs> it's it's a it's basically the Google Home Assistant or the Google Assistant, mm. but then it it does it acts for you so you could for example in i think it works in the in the states when you have a like a pixel phone like a, a phone directly from google mm-hmm. um then you can ask it to make a reservation at a certain restaurant and then the there will be a google assistant voice calling the restaurant saying yeah. like hey hello this is the google assistant calling for this and this person i'd like it's to make so a reservation of, realistic yeah oh my god and then it listens to the to the to the people talk back and they're like yeah we have a room for four people uh how many uh, when did you want to arrive yet and then the the Google yeah. assistant goes, well, yeah, it's seven thirty. Blah that's, blah. That's like the reversed version of when you call a big company and you get a tape. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but yeah, but so the cool thing about the Let duplex them thing talk is, to each other. It does. No, but <laughs> yeah. but you can on a on a pixel phone yeah. on a pixel. Yeah. You can uh, there's screen uh, there's call screening, not screen calling. Yeah call screening so it sees you can just literally say yeah. um like answer as google assistant do you have one of these google pixel phones i don't so how is it going to affect your life tomorrow so what i was i i have a little bit of a step down from this thank you no but so so this is like a super cool uh example of yeah. something i wish i had but ha- but my step down version of this is still the google assistant cuz i, I give that back to you no that's no, fine cuz <laughs> i love what it does for example um I'm not sure how it is today, but the, there's a difference between Alexa, so the Alexa uh, from Amazon and Google Assistant. I have like a, a ceiling light in my living room that has four spots for for lighting, uh, for little lights on it. Mm-hmm. And they're individually addressable. So they're like ceiling light one to four. When I was at a friend's house who has Alexa, he has to say like, turn off ceiling light one, two, three, and four. I can say, turn off the ceiling lights and it does all four. It just interprets that. So to me, this 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 artificial intelligence from mm-hmm. Google is just it's getting better and better and better and better. And it just makes interacting with my home so much easier. Mm. What I like about it, because now since a week or two weeks, you have um, <coughs> Google Home for for Sonos, and I have a Sonos speaker oh, yeah. at home. Um, I've heard that's quite befo- bad. Before it, I was was working with Alexa. But I already preferred over Alexa because now I'm indeed able to tell my lights to go to warm white, for instance, or or that wasn't able with Alexa. So that's stuff that I like actually. Yeah, it's it's more it's more natural because I yeah. think Alexa also you can tell it to go green or like apple green. There's like a specific list that that works with yes. uh, Philips Hue, but the Google Assistant just makes the natural conversational interpretations. Yes, and that's. That's really that's that's next level. Or that's like current level. It's it's insane. Is that is that add meaningful value to your life? 
That wasn't my question. No, I, I know. I'm useful. just. I'm, I know. I'm it just does asking. Add, yeah, it's it just does. out of my curiosity. I, yeah, well, I was thinking about this. I, 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 th- I find it every night when I turn off all the lights by talking to my house. I, I just, I just wonder, like, what there's. I've never heard anyone in my neighborhood say, like, "Hey, Google, turn off all the lights." But people can hear me from outside. I'm pretty sure they can because we have yeah. like single glazing. They'll hear me talk to my house, right? So does it add value to my life? I think so. It adds a certain coolness factor as well. There's some geekness there in there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> now what I what I indeed nice. like about it, I'm I'm quite a forgetful kind of guy. Uh, that's the wrong wording, I think. But you forget I, stuff. I forget stuff. For instance, turning off my lights. So when I'm in bed, I don't need to get out of bed. But that's like I can just shout. Hey, Google! <laughs> and then <laughs> I see my lights in the living room turn off. It's, it's he said, "Hey Google," for those of you. Oh, sorry for the people um, that are listening, listening on <laughs> on your Google Home. Oh yeah, we have to be. Very, I, oh, I, I I love YouTubers who go, who go like, "Hey," eh, instead of saying the whole thing or Alex, yeah, or Siri, <laughs> instead of going like, "Hey Siri," yeah. Wow! No hey, phone's Google. triggered. Hey Google, buy more milk. <laughs> buy lots of no, milk. You know buy why Siri is not triggering? Because it's trained to it's your voice. No, mode. you're not connecting to internet. Yeah, I should work that way. Yeah. Hey Siri. Ah, oh, see. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> My modern phone. Are you really in airplane mode? I am in airplane. No, mode. No, you're not. Yeah, yeah, here it is. I don't. Are you on mode. Wi-Fi? No, I'm not. Airplane mode, man. You can still be on Wi-Fi. You can't be on Wi-Fi in airplane yes, you mode. Can. You can if you turn it on. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Siri. You can allow certain things through airplane mode. Are you listening to me right now? See? You need to connect. Well, it still listened. Yeah. Google Assistant is going to run locally. Another cool thing. In the the artificial intelligence chip built into the Pixel phone. Whoa. Whoa. Okay. Okay. Wrapping this up, dudes. I love this episode. (laughs) Um, Any last words? Thanks. Well, I'm happy you're to not be gonna back die again. after this episode. No, 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 like no, no, last no. words to wrap up uh, the episode. I'm happy that we're all together again. It took us a while, but we're here yeah. again. And uh, yeah, with a crazy we, microphone. Yeah, looking Sorry forward for to the next one. Well, uh, we'll it's okay. It. And so, yeah, please, last words for me. I, I really, 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 <laughs> seriously, seriously wanna. I would love to hear from somebody. Yeah. About oh, what oh, kind of stuff? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he's so lonely, guys. Please. Guys and girls, he's so lonely. Please. No, but like, just write us something. Give us a yep. keyword, something to talk about next next time. Drop you us know, a line. Love. No, don't drop us a like. A line. Oh, a line. Yeah. Dude. Don't drop us a like. Drop us a line. Because yeah. we love human interaction. Well, you can drop us a like too. We ain't gonna turn down no that's, likes. Well, th- well, that's true. If if you are in the possession of a, a smartphone, go into your favorite podcasting app and do give us a five star rating. That does help us uh, get up in the rankings, so that other people can uh, listen to us as well. So or, you yeah. share the love. You can rate us whatever you want, whatever you feel like we deserve. But five stars does help us out. <laughs> that's, five, the system five, doesn't work that way, Brian. <laughs> the podcast system is five stars or nothing. Okay. Yeah, okay, yeah. but still, if we don't deserve it, we shouldn't get five. Five you stars give because us like give us five stars and tweet place. at us how we can do better. Ah, nice. Okay, all right. So the, the so that's the podcasting reviewing thing. Then of course we have the we have the twitters. At Shots of Purpose, we've mentioned it many a time in this episode. Um, Tom lives in Breda, and we have an email address that's <laughs> sop at purposedesign.nl. Just You're creeping it in there for every episode, every now, right? single one. 
Yeah. Every single one. Somebody's like, okay, now we're done. Breda. Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 really? <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Thanks. Yes. And have you how do you not know this, Tom? I never listened to the end of the episode. <laughs> okay. Yeah. To the end of the episode. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's a nice save. To everyone who can hear this, I love you. That's fine. <laughs> that's beautiful. <laughs> Sorry. I want to tell you. That does too. include you guys too. Yes, of course. Oh, we <laughs> yeah. are listening to this. Yes. Okay, yeah. Thank you, Brian. <laughs> Thanks, right everyone. Back at you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ciao. <laughs> yeah, have a have a great week, guys. Uh and and gals. Rock and roll. Rock and roll. Bye bye.